In this episode of Pop Culture Weekly, I talk with Joe Mantegna, Gary Sinise, and a very special guest from USAA, all honoring our brave men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for us. Let's go! You're listening to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon, presented by 92.9 Tom FM, an iHeartRadio station. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon. I, of course, am Kyle McMahon, and this is episode number 67. We are just chugging along. It is a very special episode today. It's an all-interview episode once again, but I have three very special guests, and they're all related to Memorial Day and what a important day it is. We all think of Memorial Day as you know, parties and the pool and the beach and barbecues and crabs and uh, the kind you eat, not the kind you receive. And it's really way more about that, way more than that. It is about honoring those men and women who lost their lives fighting for our freedoms that we enjoy. We can never, ever, ever forget that. And you guys know I love to have fun, but, you know, it's really important to me as the the son of a veteran that we remember those that we lost fighting for us, fighting for me to do this show, fighting for me to say insane things and get paid to do it and watch movies and TV and talk about it and get paid for it without repercussions for the most part. It's important. And so, you know, normally I go down to D.C. for the PBS National Memorial Day concert, and I do that every year. And, of course, I do PBS Capital Fourth as well. And this year it is once again virtual because of COVID. Next year will for sure be in person. But um, I talk once again with Joe Montaigne, who is just an incredible person. He has me tearing up in our interview. I have him tearing up. It's just a really great conversation. I love that man, and he deserves every ounce of respect that he has. I mean, he's such an incredible actor, artist, talent, and person. So I talk with him. I talk with Gary Sinise himself, the one and only Gary Sinise. And, you know, Gary has been in everything from Of Mice and Men to Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. The man has an incredible career. He's an incredible talent. And One of the awesome things about him is that, oh, and of course he was on CSI for like 10 years, in many ways has taken a step back from writing and directing and his talent for the Gary Sinise Foundation. And what the Gary Sinise Foundation does, it's a charity and veteran service organization, and they offer a variety of programs, events for wounded veterans, uh, services, resources for them. It, it's a nonprofit. It's really, really incredible. So I talk with him about that and about what Memorial Day means to him. And then I get to talk to the VP of Brand Management at USAA, Eric Enquist, and we talk all about what USAA is doing for veterans this Memorial Day and what they do every year, but in particular what they're doing this year. And I love USAA. I bank with them. My insurance is through them. They're just a great organization for veterans, active duty, and their families. So love, love, love USAA. This is an episode that's really special to me. And of course, we're going to have some fun like we always do. So 
Let's start off with Joe Montaigne. How are you? Good to Excellent. see you again. You too. Great. Oh, it's you know interesting. Last year when we talked, we were saying, "Oh, you know, we'll get to see each other in person next year," and here we are again. Kind <laughs> yeah. of crazy, but um, well, we got clo- we're getting closer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, first of all, thank you once again for speaking with me on Pop Culture Weekly with iHeart Radio. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And. This year, uh, once again, you know, you are co-hosting the National Memorial Day concert. How does it feel this year, particularly, you know, as we are starting to come uh, out of this mess? Well, I mean, in some ways, it's it's serendipitous in a way that think when you think what it is. In other words, it's a National Memorial Day concert, because in some ways I've, I've, I've. I've kind of uh, acquainted what we've gone through this past year with the COVID. Uh, when, I, when I bring it up to people or in discussion, it comes up about what, what the whole world is going through. I say, well, you know what? This is our World War II. This is, um, you know, our parents went through a time, I mean, at least people around my age, you know, our parents, our families, our, my uncles, my whatever, went through a period that was, you know, in a way even more devastating. Uh, because it's something that, you know, it, it, it was, it, it was, it was circumstances. In other words, and, and, it, and it was viciousness. It was people kind of you know, killing each other, and you know, the world was aflame, and, and we had to like fight for existence. As opposed to this was just a, a fluke of nature that we just ultimately medically have had to combat, and we did. So in, in a way, it's like this is the cross we had to bear, or this generation, and the, the generations of this era. So in other words, when we look back on this, God willing, five years from now, 10 years from now, we say, oh, wow, wasn't that a weird, horrible, terrible time? But we got through it. We did as, as, as we, you know, luckily we were prepared for it, just as they did for the Black Plague back then and back for the Spanish flu and whatever it may be. So these are the things, the thoughts that went through my head. And so... To think that we still yet have to like this is going to go away. In other words, we're going to fix this. But our, our military, the whole thing with the, with the things like Memorial Day, that that's probably going to go on. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's going to be need for us to to do what we need to do, and we're going to have to rely on on uh, on people to help ensure the kind of you know freedoms that we we've you know we've embraced with, with, with in this country and, and nations like us and you you know this this year the the special will have a, a tribute to honoring you know those that we lost and the heroes uh of 9-11 being the 20th anniversary how is that for you especially um you know how does that resonate with you well, you know, again, it's just going to be one of those touchstones that we all have that that, that we're around when that happened, or, or are old enough to remember what it was like when it happened, and and be and and you know, just as you know, as a, as a kid growing up, we were always, you know, always told about, yeah, well, this is what happened, and, and the December seventh, nineteen forty one, was such a you know the day that lived in infamy, as result, so aptly put it. So same thing, you know, September eleventh. 2001, it's going to always be a day that lives in infamy for us in this country. 
but it's also it's a, it's like a wake up call too. It's a reminder, a reminder of that. Um, you know, until the human race can kind of ultimately get it together on a basis where we're all maybe smart enough and advanced enough and, and, and kind enough to be able to say, you know, yes, we can live as one, we can live in peace, but there's going to be these instances and, and we're just going to have to deal with it. And because of the nature of it being, you know, what we're talking about here, like the, you know, uh, acknowledging Memorial Day, there's going to be those times we're going to have to rely on on those people who have made that decision. Yeah, I'll step up. I'll be the one to try to straighten this out and make things right. Because if you look, I look at it this way: if 9/11 wouldn't have happened, then those whatever the number is, those it was in the, the thousands mm-hmm. of people, not just in in those buildings that passed away, but all those members of the military who then went over there had to go into conflict and then forever are gone. And those families, they look, you know, how do they look back on 9-11? That's the question. You know, I look back at it as a, as a, as a person who, you know, came through it basically unscathed personally. But what about all those families that can look at 9-11 and say, hmm, Jesus, if that wouldn't have happened, so-and-so would still be here. Yeah. And that, those are the things we can't forget. And that's why it's important. You know, you've you've hosted nearly every year. Why is this something that is so important for you to to clear your schedule for and and show up? Well, I mean, I, early on, I realized that it was, and I've said it often, and, it, and it's the truth. It's it is the most important thing I do every year, and and maybe it's because I didn't realize it would be that. In other words, I didn't go into it thinking, "Oh boy, I'm gonna, this is going to be something. This is going to be this is going to be monumental." I, I went into it totally with blinders on. Memorial Day was not, and I may have said this before, maybe even said it to you last time we talked, but, you know, Memorial Day was was a holiday, but it wasn't like on my list of like, oh, God, they can't wait for Memorial Day to come around. You know, it's not like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter where you're thinking of all the good aspects of it. But yet I didn't have a lot of negative aspects about it either. I had a lot of family in the military, a lot of them in World War II. They all came back. They never talked about it much or anything. So it was kind of one of those things that wasn't a topic of conversation. So Memorial Day was, it was like it was for many people. It was the Indianapolis 500 and barbecues and the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. But when that day in 2002, when Charles Durning, the actor, asked me if I would participate in the concert, and I thought, oh, I got to love Charlie. And Charlie was a vet himself, Silver Star recipient. So that might be kind of a interesting fun thing to do fly to washington and do a concert in front of this you know this multitude of people on the west lawn of the capitol that sounds kind of exciting sure charlie let's go the next thing i know i'm on a stage in front of two hundred thousand people and next to me are screens showing planes flying into the world trade center behind me is the washington symphony orchestra playing mozart's requiem and I'm reading the words of four New York firemen who lost their sons in 9-11. And they're sitting right in the first row in their dress blue uniforms with their wives and 200,000 people in front of me in the Capitol building and the flags flying. And I am, I am lit up. I'm thinking, how do I get through this? And then I, it, 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 it hits you at once that this is not an acting job. I'm, I'm recounting history and I'm recounting it to the people directly 
to someone who people who affected personally. And it just came all crashing down on me. And it really, when I walked off the stage, which was kind of like an impromptu thing, after the, when I concluded it, and, 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 and to just kind of greet them and hug them, and I totally lost it. That's when I, and, and they, were, they were strong. They were stronger than I was. I mean. And as I walked backstage, and, and literally my legs felt like jello, I thought this was, this just hit me in such a way that uh, it's hard to describe. But, but all I say is when I, when I spoke to them afterwards, the people who run the concert, I said, you know what? If you ever need me again for this, I'm happy to show up. Well, little did I know <laughs> this will be my 20th year doing it now this year, that it would lead to me coming back for a few more years as, as a participant. And then when Ossie Davis passed and they asked me if I would host it, I was, I was, I was humbled and flattered to take that position. And I did it, I think, one year on my own, maybe two. But that's when I told them, I said, you know, you got to bring in Gary Sinise. I said, this guy, at least in my line of work, nobody does more for our, our military than this guy. So, And I think he would respond as I did. And of course, he did. I brought him in I, to, to actually just perform with his band that one year. Uh, I think it was maybe the second year I was hosting it. And, uh, and, and of course, at the end of the concert, I saw it on Gary's face. He looked at me and said, hey, Joe, if you ever want me to do this again, I'm here. I said, Gary, how about we just do it together from this point on? <laughs> And that was that, and uh, so that—that's it. That's how it came about, and that's how—and that's why it is such importance to me, because it's—it's it's, this is this goes beyond. I'm very blessed to do what I do for a living, and been very successful at it. This gives me a chance to acknowledge why I'm blessed to mm -hmm. be able to do it because of sacrifices other people have made throughout our country's history. That's powerful, and you know that's that's one of the things that I love about it is that. So many stories are, you know, I was just speaking with Gary, actually, and, you know, he was saying he never really asked his family to talk about the, the stories that they went through, you know, serving our country. And so many of those stories are lost. And this helps to shine a light and and make it history you know, um, hearing these people and, and it opens it up to, you know, people that may not have heard this otherwise. A Joe Montaigne fan might say, oh, you know, he's hosting this. Let me check it out. And now they're exposed to, you know, a really vital, important part of our history and, and more uh, specifically, these powerful stories of heroes. No, exactly right. I mean, because you never know where that, as for me, like I said, if, I, if Charlie Durning wouldn't have asked me to come see that, be part of that concert, I don't know. I don't even know if I would have known it existed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's a broadcast on PBS and all that, but I hadn't heard about it. It just never crossed my, and like I said, the other great thing about it, I, I was able to bring some of my uncles to the event over those 20 years, and especially two, two in particular, two of my mother's brothers. Remember, I had four brothers all fought in World War II, never talked about it, any of them. And, and we're talking about one guy who spent a year in a German prison camp because he was shot down, wow. my Uncle Tony. Then we got my Uncle Willie who fought with Patton's army and, and, and was wounded and was in, you know, has, had a purple heart and all of that. And so by bringing them to the concert, which I did, it opened them up. And all of a sudden they became, you know, you, you know they were kind of able to kind of talk about it and, and get in and, 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 
come to grips with that, that whole thing with themselves. And that was really a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'll never forget the one year I brought my uncle Jack, uh, Jack who was, had been a Marine and who was on the um, USS Enterprise, World War II. And, uh, and he was a Marine because he was one of uh, Halsey's aides at the time, because they, even though it was a Navy ship, they had like 10 different, like 10 Marines who were acted as kind of like, you know, uh, security for the, for, for the Admiral. And it happened to fall on his birthday, the rehearsal for the concert. So I bring him and my uncle Willie, the, his brother, who was an, uh, the army vet who fought under Patton. They're, they're sitting there, and they're both like in their 80s at the time, watching the rehearsal. And, and it happened to be that the Marine uh, choir was rehearsing. And I happened to mention to them, they're like, oh, I want you to meet my uncle, because my uncle's a Marine, and he was on the um, Enterprise. And I said, and actually, today's his birthday. Instantly, the head of the, you know, the Marine choir that Got, got the guys together, said something. They all formed a circle around my Uncle Jack in their red and white uniforms and sang happy birthday. And my Uncle Jack, for the only time in my life, I saw him standing there just crying like a baby. And I get choked up thinking about it. Because he said to me afterwards, he says it was the most incredible thing that had ever happened to him in his life. Because he was so proud to have been a Marine during World War II. Mm-hmm. But it was something he just didn't, he felt that was, those memories were just not something necessarily to talk about or relive. And here was a chance to just kind of let it all come, you know. So it's, it's, that's the kind of stuff that's just, for me, unforgettable and very feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to, you know, <clears throat> be a part of that. It's, it's powerful. And, it you know, it's it's powerful um, art, you know, it's powerful television, it's powerful stories, it's powerful performances. And, and, um, I love, I love, you know, being a part, my small part and, and being there every year. And I love watching it every year. And, um, and I love what you do every year and your passion for it. So, uh, thank you, you know, as a viewer for, for what you're doing, because, you know, it's, it's such important, great work. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. I mean, because like I say, we need we need people like yourselves to spread that word and put it out there. And, and, and you know, that, that's what that's what we do it for. And and I'm especially uh, excited about this year because it's given us, even though we haven't to do it somewhat virtually, because it was you know last year was kind of sprung on us fairly quickly, and we had to kind of scramble and get it together. And still, I thought it was pretty interesting, mm-hmm. really good. But this time, they've had that whole year to kind of think about it. And I think we were able to really put together something that's really kind of unique and special. And, and uh, I was really impressed because, you know, Gary and I just finished, you know, taping our segments for it. And so they were able to really put the time and effort to, to you know, since we have to do it this way. Uh, and then God willing, we will be able to go back out live and do it next year. And that's everybody's intent. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. But I think we've learned a lot with being able having being forced to, you know, that whole thing, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we came up with a really good program that's going to be very, uh, uh, I think it's really terrific. So, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll be curious to see how, how people respond to it this year. Well, thank you so much, sir. I could talk to you forever, as always. You are a, a delight. And um, and I'm, I think it's going to happen next year. We're going to be talking in person next year. I think so. I look forward to it. I especially look forward to talking to you again. Uh, you're one of the pros in this business, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. And you have an excellent weekend and an amazing Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. 
I seriously love that man. How can you not love Joe Montaigne, an icon? Let's jump right in to our my conversation with Gary Sinise, all about PBS National Memorial Day concert, which, by the way, is airing Sunday, May 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can go to PBS.org to, you know, you could watch online on YouTube, on PBS, uh, on Facebook. There's all kinds of ways to watch. And, of course, on cable or not cable. What's the non-cable called? Broadcast? I don't know. Anyway, you can watch on PBS. So let's talk with Gary Sinise. First of all, thank you so much for speaking with me, Pop Culture Weekly on iHeartRadio. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. So you are a multiple, you know, nominated for multiple Tony Awards, an Academy Award. You are a Emmy Award winner, a Golden Globe Award winner. And every single year, nearly, you make it a point to host the National Memorial Day concert. Why is that so important to you? Oh, gosh, well, it's, uh, it's such a significant uh, tradition in our country to take, you know, this, this one designated day and, and pay tribute to the sacrifices of the men and women who have given their lives and served in defense of freedom for our country. And, and uh, it's this national venue uh, you know, we usually do it live in front of the Capitol. It's magnificent to be there and, and everything, but it's also televised on PBS where we reach over 10 million people every year. It's one of their highest-rated uh, shows of the year. Um, and it's a way to, to uh, express our gratitude and our appreciation, to pay tribute and salute to these families who have sacrificed. And, and uh, it's just, you know, once I did it, uh, I was hooked. I did it uh, the first time in 2005. I brought my band there, and I was just part of a a segment that they were doing, uh, kind of telling the story of the history of the USO, and I was doing USO work, and I actually had my band overseas in, in uh, Europe right before that, and we, you know, we uh, made uh, Joe Montaigne call me up and asked me if I wanted to come and bring the band and be a part of this concert. He started doing it a, a few years before. I I really didn't know much about the concert at all. And uh, we flew from, we finished our concert tour in, uh, I think we were, we were in Belgium and the Netherlands and Germany, and then we finished up in the UK, and then we flew straight to Washington, D.C., and here I am on this magnificent stage in front of the Capitol, and there's 200,000 people on the lawn. I was hooked from that point on. And I, I actually, um, they asked me to, uh, not only to play that year, 2005, but to narrate some of the segments. So I got a real taste of the entire show. And the following year, Joe asked me to come back and co-host it with him. And, you know, it's just uh, just a great forum, a great opportunity to say thank you and to pay tribute. And uh, I do that uh, all year round with the Gary Sinise Foundation and the other things that I'm doing. But this is a special moment uh, every year where we can come together as a nation and, and salute our heroes. Yes, and we thank you. My father is uh, just retired from the Navy after 30 years, and uh, and he actually saw you overseas um, in, in one of your USO tours and just said you were an absolute delight. So um, not only do I thank you. Oh, you're kidding. 
Well, please give him my best. My dad was in the Navy as well, and so was my uncle. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Thank you, you know, from from him and, and for all of the uh, military families. You know, it's it's incredible work you're doing, and it is it is so much appreciated and needed. And with... Thank you. Of course, thank you. And with this year, you know, are you going to be narrating any stories in particular? Uh, yes, uh, I actually do a bit. Um you know, but uh, most mostly I'm the I'm the co-host of the show, and I you know uh, introduce a lot of different segments. We have so many tremendous uh, entertainers on the show this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do every year. Uh, every, every year, it, it seems to get better than the last year. I, I, I but I think all the shows are good, and this year we have some tremendous entertainers. So Joe and I obviously introduce them and uh i I narrate a few different things um myself and so does joe and you know it uh, one of the things i love about this concert is there's such a variety of stories to tell and so many different things to highlight that uh, i think they could uh, they could double the the length of the show and it would still be you know it'd still be amazing it's it's 90 minutes that goes by very quickly because it's so well told and so so powerful, and the entertainers are always really good. Yeah, it really is an incredible show every single year. Capital concerts and PBS, and of course the talent all really do a a incredibly touching tribute to our men and women. Uh, you know, and and it's 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 just always a joy to watch. Did for you this year will be the uh, the anniversary of nine eleven. Did that affect you in any way, you know, personally or career-wise? The events of September 11th changed uh, everything <laughs> for, for me. Um, I was doing a play in New York uh, that summer. Um, and one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We were on Broadway, and we were supposed to run the show until September 16th, but we closed early on July 29th. So I would have actually been in New York on September 11th if the show had uh, gone uh, the full six months that we were scheduled to go. Wow. So I came home from that, and then, you know, six weeks later we were attacked on September 11th, and that was the last play I did uh, 20 years ago. Um, My life changed dramatically, and I began you know, full-on service mission to support the men and women who were responding to that attack, being deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq, and our veterans, and I got involved with multiple military charities that were supporting them, and uh, started visiting the troops overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan and Europe and uh, Italy and Guantanamo Bay, Puerto Rico, I mean, you name it, it, I've been all over, uh, all over the place, the Middle East, and everywhere and it just became a huge huge part of my life and that's that's the reason I'm involved with the National Memorial Day concert is because uh, I just turned towards service work I wrote a book it's called Grateful American a journey from self to service and it really tells the story of how I got got so involved in all of this and uh, the National Memorial Day concert is certainly one of those wonderful things that I'm able to do annually uh, to pay tribute to to our defenders. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible to hear you you know talk about just how profound. Uh, I mean, obviously, nine eleven changed all of our lives and, and changed the world, but but it's interesting to hear how profoundly it changed your life and your and your trajectory in life. Com- completely. Um, you know, I did a television series uh, af- after that, and uh, that that series allowed me, you know, gave me the financial freedom to do a lot of amazing things uh, in service and to create the Gary Sinise Foundation. And this year, uh, obviously, with the 20th anniversary of the National Memorial Day concert, where we have a whole segment that's being told by Steve Buscemi, who, you know, is a wonderful actor, of course, but he was also a New York City firefighter. So, he, And he was down at Ground Zero, you know, uh, searching through the rubble. And uh, Steve has a very personal story to tell there. So we're, we're going to pay tribute to those who were lost on that uh, tragic day 20 years ago. And what does Memorial Day, and, and you've touched on it a bit, but, you know, in a deeper sense, what does Memorial Day mean to Mr. Gary Sinise? Well, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's, you know, when I was a kid, it was uh, it was uh, ball games and barbecues and, you know, <laughs> going to the beach. And um, th- those were in the days where I was, you know, I was younger and, you know, playing rock and roll and uh, doing doing little plays in high school and that kind of thing. That's that's what I was uh, interested in. Then I then I met my wife, uh, or soon to be my wife, and uh, she introduced me to her brothers who had all served in Vietnam. Her sister was in the Army, who married a Vietnam veteran who served in the Army for 22 years. Uh, and they started giving me a real education. Then I, I started looking at the veterans in my own family. Uh, World War One. my grandfather served. Uh, two uncles in World War Two. My dad served in the Navy during Korea. But, you know, when I was a kid, I, I never talked to them at all about their military service. They, they, had, they were well past their military service. My grandfather was 17 years old on the front lines in France during World War One, and I wished, you know, later on I wished I had I'd talked to him about it, but I never did. And it was the Vietnam veterans on my wife's side of the family that really woke me up and, and started me thinking a lot. And and then, uh, you know, I started supporting Vietnam veterans in various ways in the 80s and the 90s. I played the Vietnam veteran uh, in Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan, and that started me uh, supporting our wounded veterans through the Disabled American Veterans Organization, and then September 11th happened, and I was just teed up with all of that to go out there and try to help our active duty folks just get through the day. And that manifested into the creation of the Gary Sneeze Foundation and multiple programs on many fronts to try and support our defenders and their families. Wow. Well, thank you so much, sir, for all that you're doing you know, in support of our brave men and women and, and you know, with the foundation, which, of course, people can go to GarySiniseFoundation.org to get resources and find out how they can help. And we will see you for the National Memorial Day concert on PBS. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Again. Just an incredible man. The work that he does, tireless work that he does 
for veterans, wounded warriors. I mean, he's just such a great guy. And now let's talk with USAA Vice President of Brand Management, Eric Inquist, about the very special things that USAA is doing for our fallen this Memorial Day. All right, so I am here with a very special guest from USAA, Eric Enquist. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Eric. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. So uh, Memorial Day is this weekend, and USAA is always, I love USAA, I bank with USAA, and it's a tradition my you know entire family does. My father just retired from the military, from the Navy. You guys are, are helping in something extremely cool and important this week. Could you tell me a little bit about that? We are. Thank you for that. And thank you for your membership. Uh, As you mentioned, USAA is a financial services company that is committed to serving the military members. We were founded by the military for the military nearly 100 years ago. And so we continue to serve those who serve us. And Memorial Day is a perfect occasion that we can honor and remember those who have given their lives in defense of our freedom. And so this weekend, we're launching an initiative to commemorate the fallen through a virtual poppy wall of honor, where we have at poppyandmemory.com an opportunity to commemorate those who've given the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, You can donate a poppy or commit a poppy in memory of a loved one or view other poppies that uh, service men and women have had committed in their honor. And you can also learn about the more than 645,000 US service members who have given their life in defense of our freedom since World War One, that's absolutely a heartbreaking number. Um, but these brave men and women, you know, have literally given their lives for our freedoms, and uh, and that's something that you know nobody should take lightly. And as we see, USAA is is doing you know great work with this. So tell me about what, from my knowledge, uh, the whole poppy. Thing, uh, relating to veterans um, started in the like 1920s or so- somewhere around there? Close, yes. Uh, 1915, Okay. Uh, a Canadian doctor in, in World War I lost a dear friend in a battle in Belgium. And when he visited the battlefield, he saw the war-scarred ground was blooming with red poppies. And he wrote a poem in his friend's memory called In Flanders Fields. And a lady in New York, Moina Michael, read this poem and was so moved, she wrote a response to him and committed to wearing a red poppy in honor of all fallen service members in World War I. And she really worked hard to uh, commission the poppy as the national symbol of remembrance. And in 1920, the American Legion adopted the uh, red poppy as that national symbol. Today, not just in the United States or in the VFW or American Legion, is the poppy a recognized symbol, but it is a symbol for remembrance the world over. And typically in non-COVID times, the uh, American Legion Auxiliary will hand, or or veterans uh, in conjunction with the American Legion Auxiliary will handcraft paper poppies, right? That's correct, they do. And in fact, uh, in years past, USAA has erected a real poppy wall of honor to commemorate those 645,000 American service members. Uh, The wall that we construct is at the National Mall in DC. It's over 130 feet long, nearly 10 feet tall. 
When you see 645,000 poppies uh, in that magnitude, it really gives scale to the number of servicemen and women who have given their lives in defense of our freedoms. Those poppies in that wall were donated by the American Legion and the VFW. Many were made, handmade by veterans uh, in their own time and then donated to the VFW and American Legion for the purpose of distribution. And then often when when these are sold, uh, that money goes directly back to veterans to to help in their rehabilitation efforts and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Yes, there are a lot of uh, veteran service organizations that are committed to serving uh, families of the fallen and programs for uh, veterans and those who are impacted by uh, the wars. It's, you know, absolutely. It's such a a cool thing to see happening. Um, This is a tradition that's nearly, what, a hundred years old almost now. Um, And USAA continues to lead the way uh, in in helping to, you know, keep this not only keep this uh, tradition growing, but continuing the tradition, um, you know, even in times where we we can't typically honor our, our fallen in the ways that we usually would. So the, the website, you know, the virtual poppies, I, this is awesome. I appreciate that. It's, it is an important weekend. Uh, oftentimes Memorial day, uh, it's the advent of summer. It's marked by barbecues uh, and uh, vacation time. Uh, everyone's I think emerging from their homes in light of the loosening restrictions associated with COVID Uh, So we really are hoping that everybody can get out and enjoy their days, uh, get back with family members and friends whom they've been separated from. But it's also important to remember the true meaning behind the holiday, and that is to honor those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. So we encourage people just to take a moment and uh, honor them, remember them. We can visit poppyandmemory.com to learn more about the uh, conflicts since World War I, where so many have sacrificed. They can also dedicate a poppy to a fallen service member. Um, and then also, you know, we encourage people to help spread the word. Uh, take pictures of what they're doing uh, to remember the fallen on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, send it out via social media with the hashtag honor through action wear a poppy on their uh, lapel like I am today. Uh, There are many things that you can do to uh, honor. And the best thing to do is educate the public around the true meaning of the Memorial Day holiday. Eric, thank you so much. Thanks, you know, to USAA for the work that they're doing, have done and continue to do. And uh, and we can get all the information, donate and read through at poppyinmemory.com. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you helping spread the message. Of course. Love USAA. They're so awesome. They, this is not an ad. I'm, this is honestly just me saying this. I love USAA. I've been in like one accident and they were incredible with me. And I was like, am I, is my insurance? And they were like, Kyle, calm down. We got you covered. This is why you pay insurance. We're going to take care of you. Love them. All right. So that is our show for today. I have some really, really exciting guests coming up that you don't want to miss, including next week. And I'll just give you a hint. There's a Stephen King show coming out very, very, very soon, as in next week. And that's all. That's the hint you get on who I'll be talking with next week. So, yeah. 
all I got. Have an amazing Memorial Day. If you have not, if it is not Memorial Day yet, depending on when you listen, if it is after Memorial Day, I hope you had an amazing Memorial Day. And no matter what you're doing, just take a, a moment, one minute, 60 seconds, to just give thanks and honor our fallen men and women who whose sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, has allowed us to enjoy the freedoms that we do. Love y'all. See you next week. We out. You're listening to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon, presented by 92.9 Tom FM, an iHeartRadio station. And all the land.